0: Thank you for downloading our podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, presented by Compass Catholic Ministries. Our ministry is dedicated to helping you discover much smarter ways to manage your money. Whether you're in debt or absolutely free of debt, we have resources to help you reach your financial goals. And that means living a debt-free life with a lot of joy and contentment. Learn more how we can help by checking out our website, compasscatholic.org. My name is Steve Holbrook and as always sitting on the other side of the desk, the co-founders of Compass Catholic Ministries, John and Evelyn Bean. Now if you search for ways to get out of debt, you're going to receive hundreds of thousands of websites all professing... To have the answers. Well, today we have narrowed down that list to eight key ways to help you remove your debt, no matter how small or large the debt may be. Now, Evelyn, I know in preparing for today's show, you searched the web too for ways of getting out of debt. Tell me about some of the websites that you came across.
1: You know, a lot of them deal with getting a debt payoff loan, which is a really bad idea because taking out a loan to pay off a debt is a quick, easy fix. You get a chunk of change all at one time and you get rid of the debt all at once.
2: But these quick, easy fixes make it all too easy to slip back into bad habits because so many people haven't really changed the way they live their life. They continue to do the things they do. And so they have this big chunk of change, they pay off that loan, and then now they're still charging on credit cards again and back and back and back, just digging a hole deeper. Plus, they still got this loan to pay off that paid off the last batch of credit cards. So you're not eliminating your debt, you're increasing it. The best way to pay off debt is to understand your current situation, define your goals and work hard to achieve those goals. And I think we can probably boil that down to about eight steps.
1: Well, I think the first place to start is by understanding your current situation, which means you need to know how much money's coming in, and how much money is going out each month. In other words, you need a budget or a spending plan.
2: oh a budget, but it doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, many online banks and credit unions offer free budgeting tools. And, you know, the primary thing about a budget is that it just shows you what you're spending and where you're spending it. It's uh, kind of like a fact-finding tool that if you even use it, it will help you to make decisions. The important thing is that you have to use it. You know, you've got to develop money habits based on the things that your budget tells you.
1: So you have to make decisions and adjust what you're spending or earning, because after you examine your income and your outgo, you may determine that you can adjust your budget to pay off debt. And there are only two ways to do that. You either need to spend less or earn more. Those are the only two options, right?
0: It'll be interesting for a show of hands on how many people actually know their current situation (gasps) when it comes to spending or saving.
1: I see 10 hands out there. Let's see (laughs) everybody
0: who knows. Raise your left arm.
1: You know, it's so easy to get into money habits and then not pay attention to them. Like People are spending money for gym memberships they never use. Now, I understand it's different with the pandemic, but I bet before the pandemic... 70% 70% of the people that had gym memberships weren't even using them. Maybe people are spending money each month for multiple streaming services and they never watch half of them. Or doing takeout meals or online shopping as a form of entertainment. So
2: you have to ask yourself, at uh, each and every place that you spend money, is it really necessary for me to spend money in this way, at this place? Another thing to think about would be, what can you do... To earn extra income, can I work more hours at work and, and get paid more money? Or can I pick up a part time job that will allow me to earn some extra money? And this is a great one that a lot of people totally ignore, but is there something that I can sell to raise cash? You know, the, the proverbial garage sale. And it doesn't have to be out in your garage or your driveway. You, you can go online and sell things online and, and, uh, That works just as well, and you don't have the hassle of standing out there in the sun all day.
1: Okay, so that was the first step, is figure out what's coming in and what's going out as far as money. The second step is to create an emergency fund. Now, you may think that if you're trying to pay off debt, you don't have any money to save, but saving for an emergency fund is really important because life happens, and if anything comes up, like a job loss, a medical bill, or a car repair, You need to be able to cover it with cash so you're not cranking up that credit card bill.
2: We would suggest that you start out trying to have an emergency fund of at least $1,000 you start with that and, and you know for some people that's going to be really hard. We understand that. So if you can't get to thousand dollars right now, shoot for 500. but get some money set aside because ultimately, as things get better and you start getting some of your debts paid off, you're going to increase that from a thousand to a full month's income and then to three full months income and then to, Six full months income. And, and just think about this for, for just a minute with all this pandemic and everything that we've had this year. How much better would your life have been if you had at least six months of 100% income sitting in the bank to help you tide over the, the whole pandemic process that
0: we've gone through? I have read so many articles dealing with the pandemic, and they all now mention about you should have had or you should have an emergency fund.
1: But were they encouraging people to have emergency funds before this happened?
0: No, that's what I mean. Ever since the pandemic, and I read these financial articles, 90% of them mentioned the word uh, emergency fund in there. And I don't recall seeing a high percentage of that You know, last year at this time.
1: The problem is people just don't plan for that kind of no. stuff to happen to them. They're on it's a never standard keel. Yeah. It's
2: never going to happen to us. Yeah. But see, that's one of the the great things about the Compass Plan is we've been talking emergency funds since day one. Mm-hmm. That's the basis for getting out of debt. Because if you don't have that emergency fund and life happens and you get this bill that's unexpected, how are you going to pay for it? Well, if you've got an emergency fund, you've got the cash to do that. And that's why it's so important. And then why do you have, you know, why do we say six months? Well, look what's happened over the last six months. You know, so many people would have been in such a better place in life if they'd had six months of income saved up.
1: Well, and people may look at six months or three months or one month or even a thousand dollars and say that's unattainable. But even if you save a hundred dollars, you're going to be a hundred dollars better off than you would have been if you hadn't saved anything at all. There's so no, there's you have no to start question. somewhere.
2: Yeah, you got to start somewhere. And 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 really, uh, for if you've been listening to us for very long, you know that uh, we didn't. You know, we didn't have any kind of an emergency fund thirty years ago, and we just kept at it. And, and now we have two years of an emergency fund. Something you were
0: mentioned just a few minutes ago, Evelyn, it's, it's true. Uh, some people that I've run into in the last month talk about they had some portion of an emergency fund setting there, and it was a little bit less stress knowing that they had, I think it was two and a half months worth of mm-hmm. money put away. They were somewhat covered for the first two and a half months, but they used the word less stress Less stress, and it can be difficult getting to that one thousand, but you've got to work at it and don't give up.
1: Yeah, that's. I think people get frustrated because they see a big number and then they don't even try. And right, the, exactly. You can do anything if you try hard enough.
2: Even if you're putting away twenty bucks a month, you know, mm-hmm.
1: build it up, build it up. So, what's number three, John? Number three is
2: to create a debt payoff plan. You know, after you've analyzed your income and your outgo you can decide how to fun it, funnel any extra cash you have to a debt payoff. Um, so you, in order to be able to do that, though, you've got to have a complete picture of what your debt is. And so here's what you need to do. You get all of your recent bill statements for every single one of your credit cards and your loans, including student loans and your credit reports, so you can check for the accuracy and and identify all recorded debts and it may help you to remember that credit card that you put away someplace because you didn't want to spend any more on that particular card but you still owe money on it and you forgot about that and then get your credit score and 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 see if you're going to be able to maybe get a better credit score if you go through the process so once you've got all that that you're your accounts and your statements and everything in hand, you want to make a list. It's called a debt list. And you put down your creditor's name, the balance, the minimum monthly payment, and the interest rate. And now you want to add up all of the minimum monthly payments just to make sure that you're able to meet them.
1: And then once you get that under your belt, focus on the smallest balance and try to pay that one off first. So don't just make the minimum payment on that one, but pay the most money that you can scrape off. If you have some extra money, if you sold something, if you got an extra job, take that extra cash and put that on that smallest balance and pay it off. And then keep paying the minimum balance on all your other debts. Once the smallest debt is paid off, then use the amount you were paying on the smallest one and add that to the minimum payment on the next smallest one, and that one is the next one you pay off.
2: So your payments are beginning to snowball. It's just like when you make a snowball, you get a little bit of snow and you bunch it up in your hands, then you add some more snow and you make it a little bit bigger snowball, and then you add some more snow and make, you know, it's just like making a snowball, a snowman, whatever. You just have to get serious about paying off your debt. You didn't create all your debt at once in one fell swoop, and you're not going to pay it off in one fell swoop. It's going to take some time. So be serious about it. Figure out what your motivation is and how hard that you're prepared to work. How much are you willing to sacrifice in your lifestyle in order to get that debt paid off?
1: I think that's a good point, John, is you really do have to get serious about it, because if you just sit around and say, oh, I'd really like to pay off debt, you're never going to do it. It's just a wish. It's not a goal. So after we get back from the break, we're going to talk about setting goals that are measurable, that you can monitor, and that you can manage to stay on track with paying off your debt.
2: We're going to talk about interest rates, too, and how you might be able to lower your interest rates. You're listening to Manage Your Money
0: God's Way. We are from Compass Catholic Ministries, and our ministry is here to help you manage your finances in a way where you can eliminate your debt. And the beauty of it will show you how to continue to live a debt-free life. You can learn more about our ministry and how we can help by going to compasscatholic.org. Today, John and Evelyn are sharing eight ways to get rid of your debt. Now, Evelyn, let's talk about setting goals.
1: So if you're really serious about paying off debt, set a goal. You need to define a specific goal so you know exactly where you're going and what you're going to do to get there and how you're going to measure it. Because saying you want to pay off debts is like saying you want to lose 20 pounds. It's a nice thought, but it's not actionable. So if your goal is specific, you'll be much more likely to achieve it.
2: So a specific goal might be that you want to pay off $5,000 of debt this year or you're going to cancel uh, X number of credit cards or I'm going to sell the second car and carpool to work or maybe I'm going to sell a second car because I don't have to go to work anymore. I can work from home. Uh, I'm going to use the money earned from my part-time job on debts. You know, Whatever it is that uh, uh, is going to help you to stay motivated and give you extra cash for that debt snowball. And you're gonna start paying off that smallest credit card first.
1: Because once you see that smallest credit card go away, that's going to be much more likely to keep you motivated than by making a little tiny bit of progress by putting any extra money you have a little bit on each of them. So we read an article by the Harvard Business Review that said people stay much more motivated if they get rid of it one debt completely than if they make a lot of progress on every single debt they have. So get rid of the smallest one you can.
2: And you can go to the Compass Catholic webpage compasscatholic.org under resources calculators and we have a snowball debt elimination calculator so that you can check it out put your numbers in and it will help you to calculate how fast you can actually get that snowball and all those debts paid off.
1: You know, I think it's important too to have a goal sheet and keep it where you can keep it like on your refrigerator door or on your mirror or in your car. Someplace where it's visible to you regularly because that's going to keep it forefront in your mind and you'll be much more likely to make progress if you have that goal in front of you all the time.
2: I would agree with that.
1: So what's number five?
2: How about if you try to lower your interest rates? Interest on loans or credit cards can make trying to get out of debt like running a losing race, you know, the more you owe, the more interest you charge, the more you owe. It just piles up on top of each other. There's a, uh, an opportunity here for you to call the credit card company or the loan company, especially under the circumstances that we've had with a pandemic, especially with that, because the companies are, uh, feeling, I think, a little bit more sympathetic to the plight of the everyday man and uh, ask them, look, I've been paying, I've been struggling. It's just eating me alive. Can we lower the interest rate on this loan? And I would call every single person that I owed money to and try and get that to happen. And don't just be one and done. Okay. Uh, The first person you talk to might not be the right person. So if they tell you no, ask to speak to the supervisor, keep going up the chains. You might have to ask three people in one company or four people, make a couple of attempts. But isn't it worth it to be able to, to lower that interest rate and help you to pay off this debt much faster?
1: And the best way to potentially get a lower interest rate is to have a good credit score. So, you really need to keep track of your credit score and make sure that it is as good as you can get it because that's going to help you eventually in the long run to eliminate the debt to pay off to get a lower uh, interest rate on your loans that you do have open.
2: Have you got an example of what would happen Evelyn if if you uh, you know you were changing the interest on a five thousand dollar loan?
1: So if your credit rating is good or better, try to look into a lower. Credit card annual percentage rate, and see if you can beat your current annual percentage rate. And John, I bet you have some math you can do for us, don't you?
2: Well, if you've got a credit card that has a five thousand dollar balance, and you make payments of two hundred dollars, and don't change anything else on the card, uh, if the interest rate is fifteen and a quarter percent, you're charged a thousand and fifty-four dollars for interest each year. And you will pay off the credit card in 31 months. So
1: that's almost three years.
2: Yeah, yeah. 31 months, almost three years. If instead of 15 and a quarter, it's 29.96, you're going to be charged $2,937 per month, in no. or excuse me, annually in interest. That's $1,900 more per year. And it's going to take you 40 months to pay off that credit card. So that's a huge difference in the amount of money, $1,883 and nine months worth of payments. Even lowering your interest rate, just a few points will make a huge difference of how fast you can pay it off.
1: Now, what about these ads that you see or you get in the mail or you see on TV where it says a 0% credit card balance transfer? How does, how is that? I mean, that sounds like a good deal, right?
2: Uh, They can be, yes. Because what they allow you to do is transfer some amount of money and you have to be careful about how much you transfer um, and they won't charge you interest on that for a specific number of months. However,
1: there's a gotcha.
2: There's a gotcha, because if you don't pay that off totally in the specific number of months that are allocated, they will charge you interest going back to the very first month and the total balance that you pulled over.
1: Ooh, that sounds dangerous. It's ugly. So you really have to be careful when you do that, that you're going to be able to meet those payments on the card and pay it off in the right time frame. Yes, otherwise you're in worse shape than you were before.
0: Absolutely. So basically, if you're unsure of yourself, consult with someone that could help you through this if you're considering consolidating everything on a 10%
2: credit card. Oh, there's no question about it. And and if you're if you have the capability to to take all of your credit cards and put them onto one but you've only got 6 months to pay it off. Right. That's, that's a huge thing, and, and if you don't pay it off, it's going to cost you a lot of money. So, um, beware. Beware.
1: What about refinancing your car? You know, if you've got a car payment and you've paid on the car for, let's say, 6, 12 months or so, could you refinance the car and get some um, relief that way?
2: Maybe. You know, the same thing applies. You could call the uh, whoever has your car loan and ask them to lower the rate, or you could refinance it. I think that uh, car loans are not as easily refinanceable as other things. Now, if you've got a very expensive car and you've got a long uh, seven period more years pay of pay Seven more years of payments yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, then uh, why don't you just sell that car, take the cash that you get from that, whatever's left over, and go buy yourself a good used car.
1: See, and I think that's where people need to get serious because I think people don't think about doing stuff like that because it's such a big change in their lifestyle. They just want to maintain their current lifestyle instead of being willing to make those sacrifices that are going to make a big difference. What about student loans? Can those be re- refinanced?
2: Yes and no. And and they get really tricky And we've done a couple of other shows on student loans. And I think that if you have a student loan and you're looking into how you might be able to reduce that or or refinance it, you need to go listen to one of those. Go to compasscatholic.org. Go to our um, podcasts and uh, blogs and see what we've said about that.
1: All right. And what is number six? Number six is
2: begin giving giving whoa wait a minute what are you (laughs) talking about i'm trying to pay off debt i don't have anything to give it's mine anyhow yeah well guess what it's not yours god owns everything everybody or most everybody's heard that before but do you believe it do you believe so much that you live your life with that understanding in your heart you know, God blesses our generosity, and and Evelyn and I have seen it over and over and over again. It doesn't mean he's going to bless you financially, though, but there are so many other ways that you can be blessed with loving children, excellent health, a super marriage. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. The other thing is, you know, you're probably expecting us to start talking about giving a tithe 10%. We're not going to do that. You know, in Deuteronomy 16, it says they shall not appear before the Lord empty handed, but each with his own gift in proportion to the blessing which the Lord your God has given you. So you're going to come and you're going to give based on how you have been blessed by God.
1: So what do you do if you're totally underwater, if you just don't have enough money to even make the, the bills? Well, if
2: you're underwater and your living expenses and the cost of debt can't be covered by your income, even with all your planning, then maybe you should consider some credit counseling. Uh, You want to go to a reputable credit counseling agency, let them talk about debt consolidation, and that's a process, and they're going to take all of your debt, consolidate them into one single monthly payment, hopefully at a lower interest rate than you were paying before. The process allows you to pay your debts off a little bit faster and to be able to more easily keep up with your monthly payments. You know, there's a lot of different forms of debt consolidation, but you should work with a well-known company.
1: And one of the ways you can find a well-known company is to visit the Federal Trade Commission website because they offer tips on how to choose a credit counseling agency. And the address for that is consumer.ftc, Federal Trade gov gov because there's a lot of credit counseling agencies that are not on the up and up, and they'll take your money, but they won't pay your debt. So you need to be sure that you're dealing with somebody and you're getting information on what they're doing with their money.
2: And before you go that route, the biggest thing you've got to do is understand that you have to have changed your lifestyle. You're not gonna be using your credit cards to rack up a whole bunch more debts just because you're paying some of them off. And then the last step, and we really think that this is a a last resort, should be avoided if at all possible, is bankruptcy. You know That's gonna show up on your credit report for 10 years. It's gonna totally impair your ability to obtain credit for several years. You're better off working on everything else we've talked about than trying to take the easy way out. It's not easy, and it's not short. Go talk to a credit counselor, snowball your debts, work to get out of debt.
0: John's correct. Filing for bankruptcy may seem like the easy solution to your financial problems. The reality of it, not that easy. It's a long process. The results are not always what you're expecting. As John and Evelyn shared, work hard. Be serious at reducing your debt. And yes, it will mean sacrifice. Talk it out with your spouse. Where are you going to make the cuts? Evelyn has written a blog on the eight ways to get rid of your debt. You can read it at compasscatholic.org. And while you're on the website, take a look at the resources we have available for you that will walk you through the process of managing your money the way the Bible shows us. Before we leave it today, let's get to one or two emails that we received this week. All right, John and Evelyn, here's one. And I believe you touched on this subject during uh, today's show. John and Evelyn, I canceled my gym membership during this pandemic a couple of months ago, but they're still drafting money each month from my account. How do I get them to stop?
2: This is one of the reasons why we do not recommend letting anybody draft your account. If you want to set up an automatic bank payment, be sure that you're in control of releasing the funds. In order to get out of this, send the gym a letter instructing them immediately to stop drafting money from your account and send it via certified mail return receipt requested. That way, you make sure that you know you got it and then contact the bank and tell them, explain to them what happened and tell them to stop honoring the draft. John and Evelyn, thank you so much. We are
0: totally out of time. But if you have a financial challenge that you would love some advice from John and Evelyn, they would love to hear from you. They would love to help. Simply send your email to ASK, A-S-K at compasscatholic.org. That's ask. A-S-K at compasscatholic.org. Also want to put this reminder out there for you. We have a brand new YouTube channel. It's called Compass Catholic. And Caitlin Kano has a brand new video podcast for you each and every week. The name of the show is Catholic Stewardship in Real Life. If you go to youtube.com and subscribe to Compass Catholic, you'll get an automatic notification each time caitlin has a brand new show for you for john and evelyn bean thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast we have a brand new one for you each and every wednesday morning all you have to do is go to compasscatholic.org, click on podcast and the new one will be waiting for you and if you're looking for something other than the new one you can search by topic and pull up an old uh, show that we've done in the last couple of years this is manage your money god's way and we're from compass catholic ministries